0: Trevor Morris Trevor has composed scores for a number of top TV shows, films and games including The Tudors, Olympus' Fallen Command and & Conquer and Sky Living's upcoming take on Dracula He also scores The Burgess for which he's been nominated for a 5th Emmy As ever, if you want more information on any upcoming TV show in the UK, come and check out the UK air page at geektown.co.uk Hope you enjoy the interval Hi Trevor, it's Dave from Geek Town. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very well, thanks. You're in your studio in Santa Monica at the moment. Yes, I am uh, the Bat Cave, where I spend most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, nice place to have it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, I should start by congratulating you on your Emmy nomination. This is the fifth one, isn't it?
1: Yes, thank you very much. I'm I'm really excited about this one. You know, the the Borges has uh, been canceled or is no longer with us as a series. So yeah, I heard it, that. It, it's so great to see this, you know, this final episode get uh, get a little bit of acknowledgement, um, you know, for the music, and we're really proud of it, and I'm really excited about that nomination.
0: Yeah, is is the nomination for a specific episode, or is it for the the whole season?
1: No, it's for a specific episode, which is uh, 310, the last episode of of, of season three, ah, okay. um, which is the big finale, if you will. Which uh, we didn't know would be the finale finale when we were working on it, cause, <laughs> but it now is. So. Uh,
0: yeah, always the way. <laughs> We've yeah. never quite figured out why that, how they, uh, they, they work out what to to cancel and uh, what to keep. Unfortunately, but no, uh, it's, a,
1: it's a complete mystery. Too. <laughs>
0: yes, it's really a mystery to everybody. That you worked on the Tudors as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, the Tudors was sort of um, the beginning of this string of sort of period-ish things that I've, I've worked on, and you know, at the time, we didn't really know how much we were reinventing the you know, the costume drama, if you will, yeah. uh, for everybody. Before that, it really was BBC Masterpiece Theater, which yeah. was handled with a very deft and legitimate point of view from every angle, from the from the acting to the costumes to the music. And the Tudors kind of decided to put it all on its ear a little bit and modernize, you know, and take some liberty. You know, it was a very yeah. sexy show, and, uh, and the music was... Of a period, but it it certainly was not beholden to anything that was specifically 1500 England. It was, it kind of was whatever I wanted it to be. And, uh, you know, that sort of started that path.
0: Yeah, you work in games and films as well, don't you? I do, yes. How do you find composing for those different genres uh, where you've got TV and movies which are very linear and you've got games by their very nature which are very non-linear?
1: Well, you know, to, you're right. TV and film are very similar in the fact that you know they're the formats differently, but the idea is the same, which is it's linear progression. Games, however, are a completely different thing. It'd me a long time to figure out to get my head around how they work. You know, in terms of my job, the musical job, yeah. and uh, you know, because it's completely interactive. That's the nature of what that world is. So yeah. that one's a completely unique beast. And not only that, each game is different. So. You know, it's a learning curve just logistically to get a game off the ground each and every time. Whereas film and TV, at least the, the process for me, is is similar each time.
0: Yeah. What sort of timescales are you working on for uh, things like TV shows?
1: Timescale? Um, it depends on the TV show. Like, for example, The Borges was unusually luxurious. I think I had two weeks or maybe three weeks between shows, uh, which is sort of very rare. Most televisions, very punishingly hard. I mean, everybody in the television business, for every aspect, every facet, every food chain member, you have to be able to work under extreme time pressure. And uh, it's amazing, really, when you watch TV, how well it is. It's amazing it gets done at all, literally. Uh, Not to mention well, uh, you know, and certainly more serialized TV like network week-to-week stuff is, you know, my turnaround's more like four days or something like that, which is... You know, if you had to ask a normal person to compose 35 minutes of music in four days, they'd probably go into traction, let alone (laughs) do it week after week after week and then get revision notes and then deliver. So the the machine of television is definitely not for the faint of heart. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, a lot of guys who work in TV, like me, who also do features, find features kind of a walk in the park. Whereas people who work on features have to do a television show, they're completely overwhelmed because of how much harder it is, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can imagine that's, that's quite a leap from one to the other. Just coming back to the gaming stuff, are, are you much of a gamer yourself, or are you watching um, videos of gameplay to get ideas for what music should be?
1: You know, it's funny, I was a huge gamer and, as a kid, and then now that I have this career, which is sort of all-encompassing, and you know, I started a family recently as well, so I have yeah. young kids, which is which is great. I mean, there is there isn't a moment of my day, there
0: isn't,
1: I'm not even an hour, there isn't a minute of my day that does somehow have obligation attached to it. So, I mean, I'm lucky just to catch up on, you know, my four DVRs of Ray Donovan or Dexter or something. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny though. I want to get back into it because, you know, my brain's kind of. I have a busy brain, and it'd be nice just to sort of uh, escape for a few hours and go someplace else. So yeah,
0: I mean, that—that's one thing games tend to be quite good for—is—is—is uh, just—just. I mean, I, that's how I use them—is just a way to kind of escape everything. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk me a bit through the process of of how you um how you go about writing stuff for for TV? I mean, do are you actually do? Do they basically just? send you the dvd and say make me a soundtrack is uh do they get more guidance on uh what they Uh, want no
1: it's it's a much more collaborative thing um which is the way i prefer it to be On something like the Borges, is where i'm really invested in it i get all the scripts in advance and i read them all to figure out where the where the whole season is going you know i don't do this for every show because some shows it's not particularly relevant anyway, but yeah. with Neil Jordan's writing and, and that sort of thing, um, yeah. or, you know, or, or Michael Hurst of Vikings, I really do read it all and get a feel for the show. And then they kind of send me the picture. It's usually done or very close to being done. Um, I, I watch it and may have temporary music laid in there just for reference, which is fine by me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we have a discussion, a creative discussion, depending on who's involved. It could be, in the case of the Borges, it's always Neil, of course, it's his show. Yeah. And uh, his editor, who's a big collaborator of my executive producers in Toronto, and we'll just talk through it. Sometimes it's beat by beat, you know, frame by frame. Sometimes it's the general tone of what we're going for, and kind of align our vision on what the music's job is, which is to help tell a certain story and reinforce certain characters. And in the case of, you know, the the period cable type stuff, you know, you know, Alexander the Pope, his his character may have a path that will take two or three or four episodes to come to fruition. So it's not just about scoring what I see this show. It's about where is he going with it? And, and, um, you know, the longer arcs.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so there's, there's a sort of mu- musical narrative for, from one episode to the next.
1: With well, the I certainly try to, I mean, that's, that's my, my, my aim anyway. And then, and then process-wise, I kind of just do it. I sit down and I write, and then when I'm done, I submit it, and we kind of have a discussion about it and see if anything needs to be adjusted or you know, more of this and less of that, and, and
0: uh, you know, on we go. Yeah. In terms of the writing, um, are you doing it completely yourself, or are you um, collaborating with the team due to the timescales involved to get stuff out for TV schedules?
1: Sure, no, it's a valid question. You know, the... the the climate or the the, the nature of, of the business has changed to the point so much that and you can be a composer with just one television show and still need a team to help you get it finished because of the demands. Yeah. Um, in the case of Borges, it, it's not an issue at all. So uh, time wise, which is a really great luxury for me. Yeah. So that's just me. I usually set aside maybe a ten day run, straight run, including weekends, like without break. I kind of start and I just go until I finish. <laughs> Um, I may do some live overdubs some soloists and you know a singer or a cello player that kind of thing
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and with the exception of the last two episodes the last one being the Emmy nomination uh, they're done with completely with live orchestra live strings and brass and choir and all that stuff so nice. that's another layer of, of mechanics which is orchestration getting it on the page and recording it and all that stuff
0: So where, you, where do you record that in your studio as well?
1: No well the the majority of the show is done in my studio, but when the live, live orchestra is usually done in Europe.
0: Okay, so you're composing that and then sending it off to for somebody to do.
1: Yeah, it depends on. I'll, I'll go if I can. I usually do. I did for the Borges. Okay. You know, but my favorite spots to record, are, of course, London, um, and then we also record in Prague. It has a great band. Even Bratislava has really come to come into its own really? in terms of being able to provide a, a very very cost efficient hate to bring music down to cost but it's sort of a reality is well, they yeah. pro- they provide a very cost efficient you because know, London's the best and london is the most expensive and they're worth every penny but it's just not in the realm of most television shows so you go on to Prague, which has a great hall called yeah. the rudolph venom dvorak hall um, and the hall in Bratislava is good so you know depending on what the right fit is for a the show you
0: know you're doing this uh, this music festival in krakow as well aren't you uh in september mm, i'm very excited about that uh so do you want to tell me a bit more about that sure well you know last year um about this
1: time i was invited to a festival in spain called the cordoba film uh, festival yeah. which used to be called ubida and basically what it is is a half dozen composers with um a concert And it's a week of getting to know people, and they're such an amazing, amazing culture, and and they're huge fans of film and TV music. Yeah. Like, just devout, crazy fans. It's awesome to see. (laughs) And basically, it's a chance to celebrate film and TV music. I got to stand up there, I got to conduct live, which is my first time doing this, it was quite a thrill, (laughs) with this humongous orchestra and a 60-piece choir. I mean, it's just an awesome thing, you know, Wagnerian-sized band, and... We sit up there, and we just conduct and perform our own music for the fans, and they just love it. So it was my first time doing it, and I really fell in love with the idea of celebrating, you know, music. Because you got to realize, I sit in a dark room by myself 90% of my time. Yeah, of course. uh, You know, if I'm not conducting the orchestra for recording, which is a different thing, that's more business by the clock – to celebrate my music live like that was an eye opener and something that I hope to do the rest of my life. Yeah. And I just started talking to my, my PR team who, you know, they're good at opening those doors and said, what else is out there? And the, the Poland film festival came up, Krakow film festival, and we connected and they loved my style of writing. And it's very uh, live friendly in the sense that it, translates well to that kind of arena if you will yeah and uh this year i think james newton howard's going to be there and i'm going to be there and a few others so it's yeah. it's uh I'm, I'm very excited about it
0: you, you're doing master classes as well there aren't you i think
1: yeah i'm going to do a composing master class that um i've done here in la a few times which is sort of uh dissecting a big scene from a movie that i did called immortals Or I'll take it apart and and I'll talk about uh, the creative process, the logistic process, and I'll kind of mock, compose the cue for everybody. So, (laughs) you know, I did that once and it was surprising, the reaction. I mean, I thought people would think it was interesting, but I wasn't prepared for how glued to to me everybody was. Because I realized it's everyday life for me, but it really is something that few people get to see.
0: Yeah yeah
1: you know it's really behind closed doors that the, the composing process is completely a private one, so yeah you know it's not like being an actor on set where you're surrounded by a crew i mean it's literally me alone all the time, okay. so you get to share that was uh, is a cool thing
0: yeah no i that, that sounds really interesting it sounds like i know, I'm sure you'll um it'd be great to find somebody there that that um really gets inspiration from it as well um so you're passing that knowledge on, which is good. Going back to TV, are, are there any TV shows out there that um, you know you look at and think, "I really wish I'd had a chance to compose that"?
1: Or? Oh, a lot of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's tough. You know, I can't not listen to the music when I hear shows, so it's yeah. ingrained in me. But um, you know, there's some shows that I think are just exceptional. Um, you know, a my close friend of mine scores Homeland. I think it's just one of the best shows ever, yeah, and uh,
0: no, I love that show.
1: You know, and he does a great job at it. So it's not that I think I can do better. I'm not at all. I just jealous because it's such a great, high quality show. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know, um, there's there's a couple of right now that I yeah I feel that way about, but there's some that I don't too. You know, I mean, I'm not suited for everything, and not everything is suited for me. But there are some shows that I go, oh man, I really wish I had a crack at that. And yeah, uh, you know, what are you gonna do though?
0: Out of the different genres you do uh do you have a favorite between sort of tv film and games
1: um no not really um they're all different in their own way you know um games reach uh reaches a surprisingly big audience yeah Uh, you know tv is great because you get to visit those characters again and again and again uh which is what what film doesn't do yeah Film on the other hand is kind of you know kind of in a way to hold the Holy grail because it's it's such a big stage uh, projection wise the size of the image the exposure I mean I did a, a film called Olympus Has Fallen which yeah. came out a few months ago which was a which was enormously overperformed and it was just a great great kind of action thriller movie the kind of movie that I loved growing up as a kid you know yeah, so
0: oh, really good
1: yeah and it was just so much fun to score. And I told the director, Antoine, at the beginning, I said, I want to make a score that's very 2013, but at the same time, I want to make a score that almost, what would Jerry Goldsmith do with this kind of a score, you know, yeah. like melodic and, and orchestral and grand and those gestures and all that stuff, and he was on board, and we ended up doing that, and it's so much fun to score that stuff, man. It's like living the dream, working yeah. on that job, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're all different in their own way. Um, I kind of do bits and bobs of all of them, so I feel really lucky to be able to have a toe in each of those genres.
0: Yeah. So, Borges just coming to an end. What What are you doing next?
1: Well, Vikings, uh, which was a show I did last year, was was very successful, and it's coming back, which is great.
0: Oh, is it? that? That's really good. I, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm about halfway through the first season at the moment. That's, I, yeah, I'm
1: really, really excited about that. Michael Hurst, who created The Tudors, um, it's a show, and he's the writer and showrunner, and it's right to to michael and i are like kindred spirits so we, we connect you know, yeah we connect deeply and and uh on many levels so that's really cool i'm really excited to have that come back and, and get to revisit those characters again for season two and see where they go
0: yeah
1: um and right now i'm working on uh, a really really cool project which is a reboot of dracula
0: which yes. is a yeah, Co production
1: out of London and, and NBC. So it'll air on NBC in the States, and I think it'll air on Sky.
0: And, it's Sky uh, Living over here, yeah. Yeah, get, uh, come September, I think.
1: Something like that, yeah. So it's super cool because it's, it's Johnny Reese Myers, who was who was King yeah. Henry and, and the Tudors. So that's already familiar territory for me. I know every nuance of his acting style, which is great. Um, and it's, it's set in Victorian England, but at the same time, it's sort of a modern take on it. So yeah, it, uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to score, and I'm right in the middle of that right now.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that coming over. They've been trailering it a lot for like since about a month ago, so, so I think yeah. they're quite excited about it as well, which is good.
1: Yeah, so I'm working on that literally as we speak, so that's what's uh, keeping me busy at the moment.
0: Uh, good. I've taken up enough of your time, I think I should probably let you go. Thank you for giving me a... a, a Slotting your uh, very busy day while you're trying to do Dracula
1: yeah no problem thanks for having me I love the opportunity to chat about you know um, to chat about this and anything to give the, the Emmy nomination exposure I mean win lose or draw is just such a great thing to have it recognized and you know I'm really proud of that one and the fact that it's you know not coming back it's a great kind of swan song for the for the show. Not only the music, just to get that that recognition. So I'm I'm grateful for the chance to talk about it. So yeah, for
0: no you. no problem at all. Um, I good luck with the Emmy. I I really hope you get it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice to talk to you. All right, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.